All right, if you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn uh, to two portions of Scripture. Second Peter chapter 1. We've been, uh, we've been, we're in the middle or toward the end now of a series that we've been doing on uh, foundational teaching. This is not the last message, but we're, we are draw, getting ready to draw to a close on this series. Second Peter chapter 1, and you also might want to find your place in Genesis chapter 1. Second Peter 1, <clears throat> uh, verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. Uh, And I don't know if I've said this or not in this series, but the reason that I picked these scriptures for for, for my foundation text is because it talks about God is giving us all things that pertain, that word means, that word pertain there is, is it in relation to life and godliness. All of our issues of life, all of our issues of godliness come through the knowledge of God. So if, if we're lacking in any area, we have a knowledge problem. Well, Pastor Wayne, I don't know about that. Well, I do because that's what the word says. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 Genesis 1 and 26 says this, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Um, Now, let's stop right there on that word replenish. There's been a lot of speculation about that word replenish. Uh, Some have have used that one word to teach that there was a pre-Adamic or a, 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 a civilization before Adam and that the earth has actually been wiped out twice by by flood. Uh, That word replenish, it it means to to stock. It doesn't mean to restock. Um, Just because it has the prefix RE in front of it doesn't mean that you're doing something over again. That's not not what that means. the, The prefix there doesn't... Uh, RE doesn't mean to do it over again no more than receive R-E-C-E-I-V-E means to receive something again no when you receive something you just take it when you uh, when you replenish something you just you just make it plentiful there there is no such word as plenish it doesn't it doesn't exist so the that it's just old English for to to to, to stock it or to or to uh, so it replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. Somebody say dominion. dominion. 
over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every creeping thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Pastor Wayne didn't say it. Kenneth Copeland didn't say it. Kenneth Hagin didn't say it. Benny Hinn didn't say it. Nobody else said it. God said, Behold, I have given you every herb, every uh, bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, every tree in, uh, in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, and it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth of the day. I want to talk to you this morning about the authority of the believer. The authority of the believer. When God placed man in the garden, if you note if you if you take into the account the creation story in, as outlined in Genesis chapter one, man was not the first thing that God created. If he had created man first, man would have had to tread water for seven days before anything else came along. Think about it. I mean, you know, and this is just us thinking about this logically now. <clears throat> he created land. He created plants. Then he created animals. Then he created man. He didn't put anything on earth until the supply of what it would need was already there. Think about that. Your supply, whatever that supply may be, is already here. Your supply, whatever that supply may be, if it's spiritual, is in your born-again spirit. Really, Pastor Wayne? Really, really. It's there. It's like that spaghetti sauce they used to advertise on TV. It's in there. Your supply is already here. Well, why haven't I tapped into it yet, Pastor Wayne? I've been praying. I've been praying God meet my need. That's, a, that's not... Here, here's an example. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you know I need, uh, I need $300. My rent's due. You know, you know that, that... And I'm just asking you to give me $300. Well, what's wrong? In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, what's wrong with that prayer? That prayer won't get your need met. Well, I've been praying that way. I've been praying that way for 50 years, and, 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 and it, it works sometimes. Well, it will work sporadically, but that will not work consistently. We want and we need consistent results. Not sporadic results. Sporadic results is the reason that, we're, that, that, that some of us are in the shape we're in now. Sporadic results will not take you through. We need consistent results. Well, can you have consistent results, Pastor Wayne? Do you serve a consistent God? 
Is he consistent in his word? Is he consistent to his word? And is he consistent in performing his word? The answer to all of those questions is yes. A resounding yes. Anytime you look in the word of God, God is the same. In fact, the scripture says this about God, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he does not change. So if the results we are desiring are not coming to pass, then then we need to change what we're doing because what we're doing is not working. Let that sink in for just a minute. Praying prayers like, Father, I just ask you to meet my need will not work consistently. Won't. We need, we need to find out, and if there's any question about this, get, get my series on, on prayer, and it, it will walk you through what you need to do to, to, to pray. Again, the, these messages in this series that we're in right now, these are just overviews. These are not, these are not, uh, these are not all, uh, all inclusive. But we, we need to find out what our, where our supply comes from, one, and how to tap into that supply. We need to find out where our supply comes from, number one, and how to tap into that supply, number two. The supply comes from God. Our jobs are not our source. The government is not our source, although they might like to be. They're not. God is our source. So if God is our source, then he is our supply, and everything that he has is ours. We are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Amen? Not sub-heirs, but joint heirs. The same thing that Jesus is entitled to, we are entitled to. I got got a question for you. How many people are broke in heaven? None. How many sick people are there in heaven? None. How many defeated people are there in heaven? Jesus prayed this, and we've gone over this a few times. Uh, Thy will be done in earth. And remember, we, we, we said that in earth could, doesn't just mean the planet, but it could mean us because we have an earth suit. Thy will be done in earth or in me as it is in heaven. Do you realize that you are supposed to be living the same kind of life and, and I am supposed to be living the same kind of life that Jesus lived? Well, Pastor Wayne, does that mean I'm supposed to be homeless? You know, because the Bible says that Jesus didn't have anywhere to lay his head. (laughs) You need to go back and read the story of where they let the man down through the roof because it says they went into the house. Not someone else's house, but they went into the house. The implication there is, is that it was Jesus' house. He wasn't homeless. He wasn't, he wasn't homeless. He was talking about in comparison to, to, uh, to, uh, to the Roman government and, and, to, and to Herod that, that, he did, that his, his house wasn't, wasn't anything in comparison to theirs. That's what, that's what he was talking about. Anyway, we were created to be in authority. You weren't created to be under the circumstance. I've heard people say, 
Well, how are you doing today? Well, under the circumstances, I'm do get out from under the circumstances. You have no business being there. You're create you were created to be in authority. I don't watch it much anymore, but I used to watch on a pretty consistent basis a, a television show called The Dog Whisperer. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Caesar Milan, um, I, per I personally believe that he has, as far as dogs go anyway, he has tapped into his dominion, dominion authority uh, over the animal kingdom. That guy can do amazing things with dogs, even super, super aggressive dogs. I've done it. I've done. I've done what he does with my dogs, and it works. I've done it with other dogs. I've had people. I've had people tell me, "You can't put this dog." They brought the dog to my house. In in my house, not just to my house, but they brought the dog to my house in my house, and said, "You." You'll have, to, you'll have to lock your dog up because this dog will eat it up. I said, no, it won't. No, it won't. That dog came in my house and, and, and he, he just kind of acted like he was going to get a little aggressive. Man, I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and I, just, I, just, I remained calm. I didn't say a word. And I just grabbed him right, right, right behind his ear, right behind his neck, and I just gave a little pressure. And it wasn't just a minute or two later, he was on his back with his legs in the air. And after, from that moment forward, never had a bit of trouble out of that dog. And he, was a, he was a bigger dog than my mini pen. And he, try, he tried. He, he tried to push his limits with that mini pen. Man, she put him on his back. Why? Because she knew that I was in authority. She recognized my authority and it empowered her to have authority and she took authority over this dog that was twice her size. Hey, let me help you just a little bit. We need to recognize God's authority and when we recognize God's authority, that same authority is in us. Jesus said, all power in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. What did he do with it? He gave it to us. All power in heaven and in earth has been given to us. We need to tap into that and we need to use that. We were created. We were created in authority. Why do you think animals are afraid of us? Why do you think, why do you think a two-ton a, a, a two elephant is afraid of a man? Because animals recognize the authority of God. Turn over to Psalm chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8. Our authority is not on our own, but it is in the name of Jesus. Psalms chapter 8. This is a psalm of David. It says, uh, verse 3 says, When I consider the, thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. 
and has crowned him with glory and with honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over... Watch this now. Thou hast made him man to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep, oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, fowl there, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas, our Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We have have authority. You know, if, and I'll use this as an example, but if I'm driving down the road in that 18-wheeler and a DOT officer steps out in front of my truck and holds his hand out like this, there is absolutely nothing to stop that 18-wheeler from running right over the top of him and turning him into a puddle of jelly. That 18-wheeler empty weighs almost 30,000 pounds. When I'm loaded, I'm probably, I'm probably about 45,000 pounds. There is nothing that he can do to stop me. However, he has a badge on his left, sh- on his, on his left chest. He has probably a 9mm, maybe a 45 or a 44 caliber pistol on his side. The pistol might put holes in my truck, but it still won't stop the truck. That man with the badge can do this and that truck will stop. Why? Because that man has authority. That man is a representation of the law. And the law says, if he puts his hand up, you better stop because there are consequences. Now, you within yourself are absolutely no match for the devil. You're not. I'm not. But the good news is, you are not in and of yourself. You are of God, little children. (laughs) So when the enemy comes in and he says, I'm going to do thus and so, you can throw your hand up and in the authority and the name of Jesus, devil, I command you, stop and he will listen. He has no choice. When you go to him in the power and the authority of the word of God and with the authority of Jesus, he has to listen. He has no choice. It's, it, there is no, there is, this isn't multiple choice. Choose A, B, or C. This is devil, you will obey. Why? Because not, not because of your personal authority, but because of the authority of the one that resides on the inside of you. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess of things in heaven, of things on earth, and things under the earth, that Jesus is Lord. Somebody ought to give him a praise. I won't turn back to it, take the time to turn back to it, but Adam committed treason in Genesis chapter three, verse number six. You can write these down and look them up in your own personal time. Uh, And uh, 1 Timothy 2.14 talks about this. Satan, however, does have rule. He, he He is not without a kingdom. And it is the kingdom of this earth. But we're not, we're, not, we're not of the earth. We're not 
of his kingdom, we are of the heavenly kingdom. Our citizenship is in heaven, so he has no more dominion over us. He has no more rule over us. Well, you know, Pastor Wayne, the devil made me do it. That's a lie. The devil can't make you. Flip Wilson was wrong. Geraldine putting her hand on her hip. The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. That's a lie. You, you submitted to the devil and he took you where he wanted you to go, leading you by a ring in your nose. Pastor Wayne, you're preaching like you've had experience with this because I have. There have been times in my life when, when I, just, I just had, you hear people talk about it all the time, I just had a case of the couldn't help it. The devil would take me down a path that I knew I didn't need to be going down and I'm resisting and I'm resisting and I'm resisting. Why? Because I didn't recognize my own authority in Christ. But now that I know who I am in Christ, there is absolutely no way that the devil can take me anywhere I don't want to go. I don't go to UT basketball games, nothing wrong with basketball, but I hate basketball, so I don't go. Only basketball I like is the Harlem Globetrotters, and that's because they do tricks. They're funny, but I hate basketball, so I don't go to basketball. I hate sin, so I don't follow the devil into sin. Well, Pastor Wayne, I just don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you just can't help but sin. Really? You need to get last week's, last week's message out of Romans chapter 5 and Romans chapter 6. Sin shall have no more dominion over you for you are dead to sin. You are dead to sin. If I'm dead to it, then it has absolutely no control over me. I, uh, most of you know that I, I love, absolutely love westerns. One of my favorite TV shows is The Rifleman. I, Chuck Connors, that big Winchester, big 1899 uh, model Winchester 4440 twirling it. You know, the time period that the rifleman took place and the gun, the gun was like 10 years ahead of when the, when the show was supposed to have taken place. It shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been using that gun because it wasn't invented yet. A little bit of trivia. But anyway, I was watching the rifleman yesterday and this, this army colonel goes in and he sees his son and he said, we're going to North Fork because there's a man in North Fork that killed your brother and we're going to go make him pay. He said, I can't go. He said, I didn't ask you if you could go. He said, we're going. He said, Pa, I'm not going. He looked at him and he said, I expected as much. He said, he said Pa, wait. He said, don't call me your father anymore. You're dead to me. When sin or the devil with sickness or poverty or depression or any of those other things comes knocking on your door, and he says, come on, you're coming with me. You look him square in the eye and you point your finger under his nose and say, you're dead to me. I don't, I don't want anything else to do with you. And you shut the door in his face. Why? Sin shall not have dominion over you. Let's turn over to Luke chapter four. Just, just, to, just to verify the point that Satan does have, he does have a kingdom. 
Luke chapter 4, verse number 6. This is the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Verse number 5, chapter 4, Luke 4, 5, chapter 4, verse 5. The devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of, in a, in a moment of time. The devil said unto him, some people said, well, the devil was lying. No, the devil wasn't lying. If he was lying, where would the temptation in that be? He wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. Otherwise, there would have been no temptation. The devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. How was it delivered to him? When Adam sold us out, he handed this whole thing, locked stock and barrel over to the devil. But Jesus came and he got it back for us and infinitely more. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse number 4 says that in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He is the God of this world. And we served him at one time. But Jesus was, was the incarnation. He was the last Adam. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Just a few pages over. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not the first, howbeit that was not the first which was spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of, of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Listen to it out of Amplified. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit restoring the dead to life. But it is not the spiritual life which came first, but the physical, then the spiritual the first man was from out of the earth, made of dust, earthly minded. The second man is the Lord from out of heaven. Somebody said, well, you know, sometimes, Pastor Wayne, you're just too earthly. You're just too uh, heavenly minded to be any earthly good. No, the more, the more heavenly minded I am, the more earthly good I am. Why? Because the more heavenly minded I am, the more I'm operating in the things of heaven and the more that I can accomplish here on the earth. Oh, that's good. That was, that was hot off the press right there. Jesus passed the test. The, he, uh, uh, he, he, he passed the test. Satan took him up to the high pinnacle, tempted him, said, if, these, if, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Jesus said, it is written. You can't fight the enemy in your own strength. You must rely on the word of God and the power of God and the Holy Spirit. Use the, use the word. It is written, Thou shalt, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So then, this, this, is, this is just verifying this point that Jesus just made. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
You want your faith to grow stronger, get into the Word of God. If, that's why we read our chapters every day. Uh, I, I personally, I listen to them because I, I retain, I, I'm, I'm wired differently, I guess. I retain more of what I hear than what I see. I can watch a movie once or twice and, and after that you don't want to watch it with me. Movie Tombstone, the part where Doc Holliday's sitting there playing cards and he's twirling the silver dollar on his hand and he looks up from his cards and he looks at, looks at the guy and he says, the, guy, the guy's just bid $500 on the hand they're playing. He looks up at it and he says, 500 must be a peach of a hand. You don't want to watch Tombstone with me. Why? Because, because I'm doing that through the whole movie. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying some of the words they say in that movie because that language could be kind of rough. But when Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo are about to go at it, Doc, Doc Holliday looks at, he, he, he says, all right, Lunger, I'll, I'll end your life for you. Doc Holliday says, you're a daisy if you do. You don't, want, you don't want to watch that with me. So, so when I hear the word of God, when I hear it, that's how I retain it. That's how, that, that, a, a, a lot of it's Holy Ghost, the scriptures I quote. I'm not, some of these scriptures I'm quoting, I'm not reading them to you out of my notes. I'm quoting them to you. It's the Holy Ghost because I've listened. I listen. I could, uh, you can ask Judy about it after service and she'll, she'll verify what I'm telling you. But if I listen to a new series by somebody, I call her up and I, and she said, what have you been doing? I've been listening to this new series by, by Andrew Womack. Well, what's he talking about? And I just give her the whole rundown of everything. Why? Because I retain what I hear. Jesus passed the test. He used the word in every instance. Every time the enemy comes against you, you've got to use the word of God against him. You can't just look at him and say, devil, I resist you. That won't work. How do you know? I've done it. It doesn't work. You'll go, you, it, it will take you to a place you don't want to be. Just looking at the devil and saying, I resist you, he'll say, hmm, that's nice. Come on, let's go. He was the, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Look at, look at Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Death has no dominion over you. Well, Pastor Wayne, the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. Yes, it does. And unless the rapture takes place, you will die. We're all going to. Nobody's getting off this planet alive. Not in this body. But we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the sound of the trump, for the trump of God shall sound, then we which are, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and then we which are alive and, and remain shall be caught up together, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. What a day that'll be. But for right now, 
you're not there, except in your spirit. Spiritually, you're there. You're there already. You're just what you're just you're just you're just waiting to, to to get all the way there. Positionally, you're you're there already. We have been made to sit together with Him in heavenly places, but we're waiting we're waiting to get there. That 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 sounds a little bit a little bit tricky, but it, it's not. Posi- it's positionally we're there positionally. Philippians chapter two, verse number eight. Pages in my Bible are sticking together. This is not the Bible I normally preach out of. Philippians 2.8 says this, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And, I, and I've already quoted this once to you, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the authority we have. This is our authority. We have the name of Jesus backed by all of heaven. John 10, 18. No man takes my life from me, but I lay it down. Of myself, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This commandment I have received of my Father. Do you realize that according to Ephesians chapter one, you right now have residing on the inside of you resurrection life, resurrection power. It's it's on the inside of you right now. When we tap into that resurrection power, that's when the miraculous happens. Turn over to Galatians chapter three. I want you to see this. This This is one of my favorite scriptures. You have a lot of favorite scriptures, Pastor Wayne. There's a lot of good ones in here. I'm going to read this to you out of Amplified so it'll sound a little different than than King James or whatever translation you might be using. Galatians 3.13, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, doom of the law and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree is crucified to the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing promised to Abraham. What is that? That is the ability to prosper. Uh, Promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. You're not under the curse. You're not under law anymore. We need to quit living like we are. We need to, and and, and I say we because I've been guilty of it myself. We're we're like Mephibosheth. If you've never read the story of Mephibosheth, I'll give it to you in a nutshell real quick. He was was the son of Jonathan, the grandson of Saul. Well, David had become king, and he he sent he looked at, he he called for one of his servants, and he said, "Are there any of the house of Saul left alive that I might bless them?" And they said, "Mephibosheth is down in Lodabar." 
And they said, well, go get it. Lodabar is house of sorrows. He said, go get him. And, and he goes down there and he gets him. And Mephibosheth is lame on his legs. And, and, and he, he's practically a beggar. And he, uh, the servant looks at Mephibosheth and he says, the king has summoned you. I, got, I don't know who this is going out to this morning, but I got news for you. The king has summoned you. You can't ignore this summons. The king has summoned you. He took, he took Mephibosheth back to, the, back to King David and Mephibosheth, he, he, was, he was all like, I'm unworthy, I can't sit. But David said, put the, clean him up, put the good robe on him and put him at my table and he shall never more live in lack. That is a perfect picture of Jesus and what he has done for us. We were in our sins. We had absolutely zero right to be at the king's table. But he sent for us. He summoned us. And he said, I want you at my table. And he took us and he put a robe on us. He cleaned us up. He didn't wait on us to get it done ourselves. But he cleaned us up put the robe on us and put us under his table and he said, nevermore shall you live in lack. Every need that you have shall be supplied. Everything you stand in need of will be taken care of. Amen. We're a brand new creation. Do you know that? 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Just a few pages over. And Adam was not deceived. Or no, excuse me, that's the wrong verse. 1 Timothy 3.16 there, Pastor Wayne, thank you. And without controversy, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Hebrews chapter 1. Some more of my favorite scriptures. That's Timothy Wayne. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm not, I, for, for time's sake, I'm not going to read all of this. Uh, you can. It's it's actually the whole, just about the whole first chapter, verses one through twelve. You can read this in your own personal time, uh, but I'll I'll start at verse six. And again, when he bringeth bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And the angels saith, who may, and, and of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But under the sun he saith, Thy throne, O God, is settled forever, and a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above all thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are, thy work, are the works of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall wax old as does a garment, and the vesture shall fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. 
It's talking about Jesus, but if you'll remember, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, part B says, as he is, so are we in this world. So if he's raised up, guess what? We're raised up. Uh, just a page or so over, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 says, but we see Jesus, who was, this is a quote from, from the psalm we read a minute ago, a little lower of the, than the angels for the suffering of his death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. When you die, you're not going to taste it. You're, you're, you're not going to know when you die. You're just, you're just going to be here one minute and the next, the next second you're going to be in heaven. Just that quick. Unless you see your body laying there as you go. You'll never know when you die. Jesus gained authority over Satan's kingdom and is exercising that authority through the believer. Well, Pastor Wayne, he's not using me in that area. It's because you're not letting him. Not because he doesn't want to, because we're not letting him. You were created in the very image of God. Genesis 1, 26. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And I'll turn back over there and read that to you right quick. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Who is the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. Well, that's talking about Jesus, Pastor Wayne. As he is, so are we in this world. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps our, helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, we've already read that. You are, you are, not going to be, but you are right now the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. While we're in Romans, let's turn over to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And, we've, and we went over this last week, if you'll remember. For by one man's uh, offense, death reigned by one much more. They which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. You have been created in Christ Jesus in, in his image and in right standing. Ephesians chapter three, two more portions of scripture and then we're, then we're done. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And verse four, chapter 4, verse 24, says that you put on the, and, and you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You're righteous and truly holy. Second Corinthians five twenty one. You're the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians five twenty one. You're righteous. You're holy, 
And you have authority. Amen. You have authority. You have authority. Just like that, that deputy with the badge. You have authority. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter what, he, what he's deputy of. Game warden. A game warden, Tony can tell you, he's got a lot of authority. If he, comes, if he comes up and catches you fishing without a license, he can and most likely will confiscate all your stuff and take you to jail and fine you. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can and most likely will. Depends on what kind of mood he's in and how much lip you give him. That guy that, that, that says... United, his badge says United States Marshal. Guess what? He has no jurisdiction. He can go anywhere. Anywhere. Coast Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Urah. FBI. These guys, these guys have authority backed by the United States government. Well, I've got a higher authority than that. Amen. I'm born again. Therefore, I have the authority of Jesus backed by the kingdom of heaven. You're not employed by heaven. You're deployed by heaven. I stole that from somebody. You're deployed by heaven. You are a miracle just looking for a place to happen. You have the authority. It's time for us to use it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing in our lives. Lord, we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us this authority in the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things, things in earth, and things under the earth. Thank you, Lord, for, the, for, for considering us joint heirs with Jesus. Not sub-heirs, but joint heirs. Everything he's entitled to, we're entitled to. And we have the authority of heaven backing us. And when we operate in the spirit on the authority of the word of God, that's when things begin to happen. Now, Father, as we go forth, help us to realize that authority. Because there will be times this, next, this, this week coming up when we will encounter people that we will need, need to take authority over situations and circumstances and over devils and over sickness. Help us realize that, that we have that authority in Jesus' name. Amen.